But I want to, but I come to you today with a word. I was going to come, and I, you have this, this thing at convention where I say, I'm going to come out the cookbook. That means I'm going to go on the one drive, pull out one of these old messages, and pray God's strength on it. And I was about to do that. And God, and God was talking to me as I was getting ready this morning. And he asked me a question. How desperate is the body of Christ? How desperate is the body of Christ? Here's what we're going to do. I want you to go to your Bible. If you got your Bible, if you got your, I say if you got your Bible, that's your phone Bible. If you got your tablet Bible, that's your Bible. If you got, if you got something with the Bible in it. Turn with me to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And we're going to go old school today. We're going to go old school today, Pastor. We're going to go old school today. We're going to do responsive reading. Amen. 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 So listen, so some people just start reading. But when you have it, say amen. If you ain't got it, say hold up. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we stand for the reading of the word. Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Go ahead and read verse 2. My soul shall be Oh, magnify. I got to be careful with that word. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I saw the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for though, for there is no one to them that fear nothing. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not honor any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ear are open unto their cry. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them and saveth such as Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Let's read this together. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for gathering us in this place, at this moment, at this time, that you have appointed for, for your word to be spoken into the lives of your people. God, I pray you lead me all the way in life and And let your spirit speak to me, Lord God. If you call me to prophesy, let me prophesy. If you call me to teach, let me teach. If you call me to, to preach, let me preach. Whatever you call for me to do in this moment, God, I just yield myself to your spirit. And Lord God, I pray that we know your presence is here, that we align your, with your presence. So that way you can do what you have desired to do in this place today. In Jesus' name, and they all said, Amen. Amen. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Y'all got me feeling old school today. <laughs> the title of my message is Dangerous Desperation. Dangerous Desperation. Have your neighbor say Dangerous Desperation. Dangerous Desperation. Ooh, I like y'all already. We're going to have us a time this, this, this morning still. We got 11.15. All right. So the most dangerous person you can ever run into is a desperate person. Because a desperate person will go to any length to get what they desire to get. Prime example. If people typically, they steal something, not for the fun of it, but because they need something that connects to that item. They'll, they'll take their cars, they can what? Sell the parts. They, they might go into the, they break down your air conditioner and rip off some copper wiring because what? Copper wiring costs money. Uh-huh. Amen. Well, I learned because my background is, is, has been in education pretty much all of my professional life. I started out as a high school teacher. And one of the things we learned in young and late adolescent psychology is the, is the power of attention. No. Mm. To a child, attention is attention. No. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. Yes. It is attention. Yes. And the goal is that they want your what? Your attention. They want your, see, y'all talk to church. We're going to have a good time this morning. We're going to have a good time today. Amen. That the child wants your attention. My, 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 my children have under, don't understand the wait while I'm waiting until mommy and daddy are done talking. They will sit there. My son, my son is six. He's about to be seven on the first, praise God. And, and we're sitting, I'm having a conversation, and he's like, Daddy. 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 What time? Can I go to the car? No, you can't go to the car. I'm going to wrong here. <laughs> Here, don't, don't, don't worry about my battery. See, that, that is secretly a, is like one of them secret gamers that have one of those phones that can do all that stuff, but it will take your battery life. Yeah. And he will sit there and not move. But even in teaching, the, 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 the students that I was most connected to were not so much the A and B students. It was the ones who would cut you out. It was the ones that gave you the most issues. Because they weren't giving you the issues because they were, the, they were bad. It, it's because they wanted what? Attention. They wanted someone to see them. They wanted someone to hear them. They wanted someone to actualize their existence. So if they can take out a flip table like they Jesus in the temple, so be it. You won't see me today. You won't enter. You, we won't have a whole conversation. Because my parents, I find a shadow. My parents don't treat me right. I am but a servant that they created from their fun and enjoyment. So I am going to do whatever it takes to get your attention. You know, people never thought about it like that, have they? 
some deficiency in my child who's getting C's and D's. Why, the reason why they're getting C's and D's is because they're trying to get someone's attention to tell them, hey, I need help. And it's not so much academic, they have the skill set, but they need help in terms of their spirit, in terms of their heart. Because if you minister to my spirit, then my purpose can come forth. Amen. Amen. Even in the land beyond the forest, the bulk of my job is dealing with them children that need attention. Now, children, they're adults, but I wonder sometimes, but anyway, praise God. But a lot of my time in my office, especially this year, has been spent dealing with dangerous desperation. Dealing with, dealing with young men who, who share my backstory, who come from the inner city. See, I'm from these here parts. I'm from Columbus. Not pretty Columbus, like you might want to duck Columbus. And you know, I understand what it means to be poor. I understand what it means to be on welfare. I was on 90s welfare. Not this newfangled fun welfare. We was walking around, remember that big old tooth set? Who's that you got? Remember your, your cheese? It's called cheese. It was the best cheese in the world. Y'all know that cheese is good. Amen. The Lord said, said, for your suffering, I will give you the cheese. Amen. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time should not be compared to this cheese you about to eat. <laughs> I, I remember charity newsies where I had to go get a voucher. See, see you understand? Know I had to go get that voucher to get school clothes. And then you got another voucher to um, get that winter coat in the winter. You have to wait in line. I, I know at 36 years old with all these degrees, I know how to work a food but I also know what it feels to be fatherless. I also know how it feels to be rejected. I also know how it feels to when, when you gotta when when you gotta love all them clothes. I remember in the winter time, I heard times to where I had to dry my uniform pants in the oven. Did I have to do that? Yeah, so you just I remember that. Put, that put, put it in the oven and pray it don't burn. I remember these things. I remember in first grade that instead of nurturing my intelligence, people tried to destroy it because they saw where I came from. So, uh, so the majority of my meetings, yes, they're not be academic in nature. Yes, you might be talking about life. Be okay, because you have old church in there, amen. But the, the many of the conversations are dealing with people who are desperate to get out of the situation that they're in. But their mind is so there. Amen. So when we look at this text, actually, I'm going to tell you, because I got two, like, I got your tablet and a Bible up here, because God is good, that's why. Amen. Amen. I got the scriptures written down. But I'm going to tell you what this, this children's Bible that I got up here says. Because it says it's better than what, what our adult Bible says, because it broke this thing down. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the epitaph before the reading of the scripture we just read said, the Lord delivers the righteous concerning David when he pretended to be insane in the presence of, Abim- of Abimelech who drove him out and he departed. Help me, Holy Ghost. That, that I'm desperate. I want this. I want to be pulled out. I want to be drawn out. But my my 
attention. I have to act a plump fool to get your attention. It might not be the result that I wanted, but, but at least you see me. But Bishop, where are you going? Where are you going with, with, this, with this topic? Is that here's the thing about the body of Christ, and I've been asking God, like, why do you think I have to go with a message? I know I have 500 people. If I do that, God said, you need to tell what I think, what I think is the same. And I'm like, amen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You better come on, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that we are living in a Christianity, particularly in the American context of Christianity, where we have lost our desperation. We have lost the desire for more of God. Because we might say that we want more of God, but the reality is we want more of God based on our context rather than what God desires. We want more of God to show that we have this power and authority, which first of all, you already got it through the sonship of Jesus Christ. You are grafted in the ministry of called glory here. I'm about to take, I want to take that out of so bad. <laughs> but, but in this message, I'm talking about the difference between a child and a son. A child came from, came from fun and excitement. They came from the fruit of their lungs. But a son has access to the inheritance because they have proven that they have relationship and responsibility. So now we're saying, God, we want a revival. We want to move along the Spirit. We want the glory of God to rest upon us. All people want is some tongues and a good time. But the thing about the glory of God is that it is God's weight, God's approval. Because God will show up in power and authority in physical when he is glorified in that That's why people can't handle, handle a revival. Because you have invited me in to this space. Even though I'm already here, you don't got the picture that you, you set the house up accordingly. That you didn't wait till the last minute like I used to have as a kid. You give your mama put, put the keys in the door and you run around doing dishes. That you have intentionally taken the time, taken the moment. To set the house of God in the way that it needs to be. But then you came in one place in one accord. Uh-huh. One place in one accord. And you say, God, I know what I want, but what do you want for me? Amen. 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 And whatever I do, I want your yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whatever I do, I want your stamp of approval. People say, people have been telling me all my life, oh, you anointed, oh, you anointed, okay, that's great, well, fine, good. But the word anoint means to mark. I need you to mark me so everybody knows that this is you. Amen. Amen. But that requires desperation. That requires you to be willing to do whatever it takes to get to where God wants you to go. This whole this whole psalm is talking to, is pretty much talking about if the, the righteous, the righteous, the righteous. God hears those who are the righteous. And righteousness is not because you wear the appropriate clothes. Let me come here. We're not so busy. Listen, I'm a church maker. I've been in the church all my life. I've been in the ministry since I was nine years old. I don't see some stuff. That we so mad at a suit. We're so mad at so much hair length. We're so mad 
if a man has a beard or not. We're so mad about all of these things that we miss. Um, where's the heart? Yes. Because you could be suited and booted. <laughs> Back in the 90s and 2000s, when I had those choices of where to church, I was, man, I was good. I was a good suit on occasion. On occasion. But how my job is, sometimes you just don't get a t shirt, jeans, and prayer. That's all you don't get. <laughs> man, I like a good suit. I like, I like a good wing tip. I like, I mean, I, don't, I, I hate wearing clothes, but I will look, I will look, listen. But I can wear all the stuff, but not be righteous. Because righteousness means you are in alignment with God. Amen. You are in right, you are in right standing. You are qualified. You have met the qualification and expectations to be in alignment with God. And the battle that we have right now in the church is that people have become righteous unto the, to the God that they serve, which is themselves. So instead of having desperation for hungering after the heart of God, they come to a place of complacency because they are comfortable in what they need to be in. I, I usually don't go this hard today, but I feel like I got to. Because, we, because people have failed to realize that time is winding up. We said it in the 80s, it's the last days. We said it in the 90s, it's the last days. Well, I, remember the, the, I remember December 31st, 1999. I bet you the church was packed because everybody thought we were going to be beamed up out of here. And that the airplane's going to fall out the sky. We ain't going to have no power. Church was stacked. Yeah, 400 people in a room for 288 folks. People were sitting in the car saying, You couldn't sing. I said, You better not get up and sing this song. You better not get up. You slap them, get up. You better not shout. We ain't got to say all that. But I remember we, were, we prayed, and we prayed hard. We prayed like we about to, we got everything right. All the sins was, was brought to the altar. Everything was brought to the altar. And then when, when, when my bishop, the late bishop, Dr. Donald J. Rice, was like, three, two, one. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> it's by the grace of God. See, see we, we, we looking around here like, oh, 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 oh. Okay, we still alive. The, the 1980s, I was born in 87, so I had some time of that day. Some people, a lot of people thought that the mark of the beast was going to be the mark of I mean, out of the 2000s, the left behind years, I remember those years. We keep saying that we're off in the now, and I said this a few months ago. I can definitively say we are truly living in the last days. But before Jesus can come back, there has to be one final move. That's what people don't want. Because that move, that revival, that is on the way. We have seen glimpses of it. What God is sending our direction is going to blow everybody's minds, but it is also going to reveal who has really been with them and who has not. When the wind blows, we bow. Uh, uh. I'm going to say that again for the 
you can come back. Face the people high, praise the Lord. When the wind blows, the wheat what? Bounds. And what does the tear do? It stands right there. It's like, you won't see me. Hallelujah, I'm safe. But, but when the wind of God blows, because the wheat is like the mercy of the wind. The wheat, if the wind blows north, it blows north with it. If it blows south, it blows south with it. If it blows hard, it just lay out and just lay out. But a tear might look like wheat. It looks really close to wheat, but when the wind comes, it's not humid, it's not this. It's not, it's, it won't do what it wants to do. It becomes the heel of a church. I don't know. I don't some of us are happy years ago that somebody was the heel of the heel of the church and trying to start some mess. But the reality is, what did God do? Right. Because the job of a heel, the job of a tear, is to hinder progress. Yes. Amen. Because the tear, it's a weed. It's designed to kill the weed. Help me. I don't know, God, I don't know why I'm going here, but we, we have to go there. That I need you to understand in the times and the times and the days that we are living in right now, that God is looking for desperate people. Uh-huh. And you know, a lot of people talk about how Gen Z and Gen Alpha don't want God. They want God. They don't want the games. Wow. They don't want the foolishness. They want to see the real. They want to see what is authentic. They want to see if you are living what you preach about. The same standards that you might judge them on, are you judging yourself? What's about to say, judge not as you be judged, but you be judged by what? Same measure. When you point at somebody, two fingers go out this way, but three come back. So that means you are more accountable than the person that you're judging. Are the same words that you're judging the actions on are you living? You can speak in tongues in the, in the, in the church house, but can you, can you demonstrate the power of God in the street? Can you demonstrate it? Can you do what you did at the altar in the store? Can you do what you did at the altar? Let me put it to you like this. If somebody came in my office, I'm um, dealing with um, a president, and they, and they weren't about time to know. Huh. Uh, yes, this happened recently. Walked out, walked in my office, said, I, I was seeing something. By the time he walked out, he was. Because there's a desperation. Yes. There's a desperation we want. I want to go to a familiar text real quick. Mark 5. Mark 5. I'm almost done. Y'all, I didn't expect to preach this hard today. Hallelujah. See, we're going to talk about a familiar text for those of you. As we say, for those of you who've been in Christendom for some time, we're going to go to a familiar text. Mark 5, 25. So they're like, oh, I know exactly where he's about to go. Mark 5, 25. And I'm reading from the Christian standard. Now a woman was suffering from bleeding for 12 years, had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. 
Having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing. For she said, if I just touch his clothes. Some translations say, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was healed from her affliction. Immediately, Jesus realized that power, Judas power, had come, had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Yes, yes. Dudamus power. Dynamic power. Let me keep going. His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing against you and yet you say, who touched me? Let me pause there real quick. The difference between what she did and everybody else, everybody else, everybody touches his body. But she touches virtue. Amen. Dudamus power. Yes. Explosive power. They, they, they touched it. She went. Everybody was trying to touch his earthly authority, but she went straight from the spirit. That if I just touch, I ain't got to touch no body. If I can just touch the thread of the cloth, I can make it. Yes. 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 Amen. Let me finish this reading and God break this down. But he was looking around to see who had done this. The woman, with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. So let me let me go into word nerd mode for a second. So this woman is the issue was she was having her monthly moment every single day, every single month for 12 years. 12 years. She that's really I could have been dead sleeping in my grave, but God. In Jewish custom, when the woman's having her monthly moment, she is to go outside the city walls until she is done. Then she's supposed to bathe and then come back in. So this woman has been stuck outside the city walls for 12 years. And we're not talking about like Columbus Lancaster, Nelson, Ohio, with much grass. We're in the middle of the desert. For 12 years. Since sunburn. But they didn't say she probably had, had some type of thing. Some type of housing, she probably her her diet had been very limited, and she kept giving all, she gave everything away to these doctors. She gave everything away to these cures. She was if, if they had infomercials back then, she's probably watching the infomercials. And if the product sounded remotely connected to what she was going through, she spent 1999. So she is at the point where she has nothing. The only thing she has left is her life. Because if she went into the city unclean, she was dead. Yes. Yes. Because you have to remember that, that, that Jewish culture, even though your Jewishness came from your mother, the control of everything came from what? The man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if a man was unclean, I'm about to her up, right? Whatever. But you the woman, that woman the, when, when the woman bucket stone, yes. and Jesus started writing. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is going to blow your mind. I bet you, if I was a bad man, I bet you that the same men who had a good time with her were holding the stone by the throne. So the risk to her, because of her gender alone, not, not even looking at the fact that she was, that she was unclean. Because if you touch someone, if an unclean person touches a clean person, the unclean person is ceremonially unclean. So she 
the city is like one. She's one, right? Then she got on her hands and knees. She got on her hands and knees. There's a lot of people. Jesus, he might be talking to touch me. 
We always talk about take me back to the place where I first believed in you. Because the thing is, at the moment of salvation, we have to we become that moment. I might be drunk. I might have suffered anything I moved. I, I might cuss a lot. I, I, I got all these bad habits. I got all this shit, all this mess. But if I can just get to Jesus. If I can get to the cross, yes. if I can just get in the house, yes. if a Christian would just walk up to me and say, Jesus loves me, love me, that's all I need. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. That's all I need. People say my office at hockey is the most evil place in here. People really just come in my office and sit. To the point where I'm like, I need to get a bigger office. <laughs> and my office is all over the bigger side. I need to get off. I'm like, I need a bigger office. I need to get work done. Everybody just sitting there looking at me. And I'm looking at my Luigi wall. Then like you see, you see the little quiver in the eye. Let's talk about it. Because there's a desperation. Yes. It gets worse when they find out I'm a pastor. <laughs> really good <laughs> ones. It gets worse when they find out. Because we know this. When people think of pastors, the first thing they think of is hell, death, and damnation. That's the first thing they because they think I'm going to look at them and I'm going to know you. You won't bust your wild. We pass the withdrawals on. Just come on. Go down. Do not have to go, but I put them under just shake it in. No. But instead, I treat them with love and compassion. Yes. Yes. People walk in my office and it's like, oh, what's your problem? Who touched me? You came here for something. What do you need? Yes. Well, I don't know. Give him a hundred steps to sit in this chair. We'll give you eye to eye. What's going on? Because there's desperation. Yes. Yes. I always say that compassion opens up heaven. Because with Jesus, when miracles happened, it came from a place of compassion. Yes. Yes. But when we stop being desperate, we lose compassion. When we stop hungering after God, we lose compassion. Because we go from desperation into entitlement. God don't raise those small children. You know, I'm entitled. You know, you know, we entitled to live. Amen. To live. Hopefully, see the fullness of your days. Spoiler alert, we'll see what I'm And then, up or down. For the body of Christ to become what it needs to become, we gotta get the desperation back. Desperation and he and I have not talked about how, how you doing, how long you lay, okay. <laughs> I had no idea you're about to walk into a fast. But you fast because you are desperate. Yes. 
You push the play away. You, you go into the book, not the Facebook. You go into intercession and not Instagram. You consecrate yourself, expecting God to move. Amen. 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 You consecrate, you humble yourself. Humble comes from like you really are ready right? to humiliate, to bring yourself to a low estate. You put yourself at the lowest state possible. To respect God's goodness, greatness, power, and glory to be manifest in you so that they hate you can turn around and minister to other people. Amen. That's desperation. Almost finished my battle, 
gone halfway and I just can't stop. At the end of the mountain there is faith and trust. I can see Jesus as he raises me up. I thank God I am reaching for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm going up to the hill. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? He can stand in his holy place. Those who have clean hands and a pure heart. Who have not lifted up their soul to bend your sword and grow sworn deceitfully. This is the generation of them that see them. This is the generation of seeking old Jacob. Lift up the watch, lift up your hand. All ye gates is lifted up the everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty now. Yes. Desperation. God is calling because, because, because we can't, it can't function the way that it has anymore because God wants to move in. The reason why there's so much spiritual opposition in this season in terms of Nelsonville is because God wants to move in this city. And he's going to start to move somewhere. Everybody's going to have to catch up. Because the spirits, the, the, the powers, the principalities, the spiritual wickedness in high places, those things that are happening, I find it not, not surprising that the city has to admire its scandal. Yes, I know about what happens out here. Yes. That's not me being prophetic. I know. Yes. But the reason why Nelsonville has gone through so much scandal, has gone through so much controversy, is because the spirits of the air, those principalities, a principality is a region of spirits. Those regional spirits that thought they had authority are getting pushed out because God wants to move. Because the Bible's not going to break out of the Columbus, it's going to break out of the place like this. Because places like this understand what it means to be at the bottom. Places like this understand how to, how to, make, how to make it through the big work. Places like this understand how, how to have beauty and adversity. Places like this understand that when stuff goes down rather than fighting each other, we need to pray. Yeah. Amen. I don't care what denomination you have. Listen, you better act like you say to pray. Because the spirits of the air are being troubled. I haven't been able to move the way I have. I've been moving on campus this year, the entire time I worked there. Because the spirits of the air are being troubled because God wants to move. Yes. And he will do whatever it takes to get there. Yes. And I believe, I'm not just saying it because I'm in this room because I'm, I'm not a prophet that's just going to like, but you know, I believe that God pulled you out of the little, little house on the prairie into this edifice to fill it so that the people can have an encounter with God that will change their life. Your anointing was too big for the old place. Yeah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Woo. Yeah. But God had given you, you couldn't be Baptist anymore. You have to be whatever he calls you to be. Because, because, because his glory got too big for you. Yeah. So he had to move you into this building. And I know this building ain't cheap. Huh. But yet, when it seems like he does not provide you always does. Yes. Because he is giving you space so that way his spirit can tabernacle here. Because here you are not about performance. Here you're not about, oh, I, mean, you're, I want the glory of God. And that's where people will run to because they know that desperation is here. Understand the 
I'm glad they're not fighting for the physical thing anymore. We fight in the spirit. We're going to go to war. And here's the thing. I already know how it is. So you just keep peace with me or you keep fighting with me. One way or another, get out in the name of Jesus. This is not the 90s. They don't have a conversation with demons. Leave in the name. Get out. Go to the end of the universe of Mac. I have a Mac. Go to the other side. Fall down behind the river. You don't bother You can't live here. Yes, I'm in the pig. Somebody got a big farm somewhere. Run it in. Find a squirrel. Find something. Yeah, okay. Come on, Dangerous desperation. Dangerous desperation. Dangerous. Because the desperate people are willing to do whatever it takes. Get what God has for them. God bless you.